is up, guys, and welcome to episode 14 of Paranormal Activities with your host, Ben Axe. Glad to be back this week. I know I took a little break last week uh, to get caught up on the background stuff, but it was very productive as I learned how to use the the YouTube and, and Facebook video. So now, going forward, I'm in the process of putting all of my previous episodes in video format on those two platforms. So far, it's been pretty successful, and I'm f- happy that I finally figured that out. Dude, I, I'm seriously slow when it comes to technology. I'm only 32. You'd think I was like 87. I don't know what the hell's going on. But whatever. We're back this week, and I'm glad you all joined me. We have a great show lined up for you. We have uh, Jill Shelley, owner of the Boyd House, located in Minnesota. She is going to join the show and talk about that house, the hauntings of it, the history of it. And, uh, you know, we'll hear some stories from her. She is from the uh, St. Crow Paranormal. She's been an investigator for quite a while. So definitely an interesting conversation, and you are all going to enjoy her. But before that, first I have to say a big thanks to AllEverythingEntertainment.com for putting up my shows and, and dealing with my nonsense and bullshit. So big props to them. So you guys remember, tell your friends, tell your family. You can find me on AllEverythingEntertainment.com along with Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. So if anybody wants to know where to find me, all of those places can find me. And now that includes YouTube and my Facebook page. All the episodes will be there very shortly, hopefully by episode 15. Another pretty big announcement, um, I think I actually may have mentioned it before, but it's coming up this week. On Saturday, I'll be in my hometown of St. Mary's, Ohio. Uh, my wife and I are going to go up there and kind of scout the town and get ready for this documentary-style uh, podcast that we're going to be doing probably in July or early August is when we're probably going to record and film everything. Um, we're going up there on Saturday to scout it out, figure out where we want to go, how we want to do it, and also we'll be interviewed by that the St. Mary's Town, the Evening Leader, is their local newspaper, and uh, we're going to be interviewed by them guys and being the local papers. So that's also pretty pretty awesome, I think. I'm excited for that, so be on the lookout for that. Once that is published, I will definitely put it on all of my social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and uh, that's all my platforms. <laughs> so So there you go. And again, if you guys want to email me anything, let me know how I am doing. Let me know if you have any stories, if you have any input. Email me at paranormalaxpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is paranormalaxpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Now, we have the interview with Jill Shelley coming up. But before that, it is time for this week's Paranormal Activity of the Week. Eventually, I'm going to make a soundbite for that. Um, I just haven't yet i mean i'm only i'm only 14 episodes in guys you don't need to have all my stuff ready yet but yep so here we go with the latest paranormal activity of the week um if you guys have been paying attention to my social media i kind of give you a hint about it so let's just get into the story so it was last week let's see here i think it was about a week ago actually that's sunday i believe and i woke up at 3:58 a.m i believe is what it was I just happened to wake up like, you know, like you do, and uh, I kind of rolled over, and like I was laying on, you know, on the bed, obviously, and you know, my wife next to me, and I rolled over facing my wife, and as I opened my eyes, I see what appears to be, I would say like a five or six year old height, if that makes sense, but in shadow figure form. So I look over and just see like a black shadow figure standing next to the bed beside my wife, no face, no arms, just like 
a shadow figure. <laughs> Basically, if you're looking at Ghostface, but he's the height of a five or six year old with no white face, just pure black. And Ghostface from, from the movie screen is what I mean by that. So yeah, I just look over and I see a black figure at that height standing there. Again, there's no why, so I can't say it's staring at me, but it's just standing there and it feels like it's staring at us. And I look at it and it doesn't go away. And, and the TV is off. I always fall asleep with the TV on, but we have those power settings or whatever, so they turn themselves off after a certain amount of time. So it's, it's dark in the room. And we, you know, but my eyes were adjusting. I figured it would go away, but it, it did not go away. It just, as my eyes adjusted, that blur stayed there. So, like, as the light was getting brighter around the room, as my eyes adjusted, that blur stayed the same shade of black. And it was a clear outline of a shadow figure. So I looked at it. And I was like, man, fuck this. But I, I was also, at the same time, a little afraid. Like, I was in a fuck it mode, but also in afraid mode, if that makes sense. And uh, since HBO Max came out, we've been um, we've been using that to go to sleep to Friends and or Big Bang Theory. And we have, and for some bullshit legal reason, Amazon... My Fire Stick on Amazon does not carry the HBO Max app, and the smart TV in the bedroom is too old to download the app. So we've been using my PS4. So I moved my PS4 into the bedroom, and again, we did have two remotes for that, but somehow my wife, who likes to break my electronics, made that remote not work. Her, 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 so I don't fucking know what that's about. So I just, you know, whatever. We've been using the one here lately. And that's how spoiled we are, even with our TV and fire stick. We have two remotes, you know, one on her nightstand, one on my nightstand. It's just how we always do things because we don't get along when it comes to sharing stuff. We have two blankets, multiple pillows a piece. Like we don't, yeah, we don't really share stuff. <laughs> but uh, so, but the PS remote was on her nightstand, so I had to reach over and get it to turn the PlayStation on. I could turn the TV on with my remote, but I wasn't hanging. I don't fucking know. And uh, but, so in order to do that, I had to reach over and grab the remote. But there's a little shadow figure standing there staring at me. So I'm laying there. This is so stupid. But I'm laying there, and I'm like, fuck this. So I, like, get my leg up, and I, like, reach over my wife with my leg and start kicking at it. So I'm literally, like, kicking over Danae on the side of the bed, kicking over her, trying to kick that black figure to see if anything is actually there or, or what's going on. So I start just like swinging my leg back and forth. I'm like, she's going to wake up and think I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm just swinging and swinging and swinging. And, you know, there's nothing there. And then I, you know, I, my eyes adjust again or whatever. And there's nothing there this time. So I reach over and grab the remote and turn the TV on. And, and that's the end of that. Uh, lucky for me, nothing kicked back. And even luckier, I think, nothing grabbed my leg. I was kicking it. And also extremely lucky... I didn't kick anything. Like, how crazy would it have been if I actually did kick and then I actually impacted a kid that was standing there? That would be even crazier as we have no kids. However, we do have that fucking creepy doll in my garage, and I have to admit, there was a second when I'm like, if that doll is standing next to this bed, I'm burning the house down. <laughs> but it wasn't the doll. It wasn't a kid. I don't know if it was with my eyes messing with me. I don't know if it was a little ghost kid a little ghost shadow kid i have no idea if it was anything or not but i did try to kick it so that is my paranormal activity of the week hope you all enjoyed it and i don't think i'm forgetting anything else so let's go ahead 
and uh, get paranormal investigator and owner of Boyd House, Jill Shelley, on the line. And before I do introduce you here, I do want to make sure that you guys know to find Jill on social media at her Facebook page, which is Boyd House LLC, or also her website at stcrowparanormal.com. And that's stcrow, S-T-C-R-O-I-X, paranormal.com. All right, so I think we have her on the line here, so here we go. Uh, Jill Shelley, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Ben? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks a lot for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I was checking out your website at the uh, stcrowparanormal.com, and uh, the Boyd House is a pretty interesting place. I'm really excited to have you on and hear about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here and, and discuss uh, all the haunted happenings that we uh, had at the house. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so before we get started here, just kind of tell me uh, who you are and what the Boyd House is and, and all of that good stuff regarding the Boyd House. Um, well, I myself have been a paranormal investigator for well over 10 years um, with a group called St. Croix Paranormal. And then we uh, traveled all over the country to well-known haunted locations investigating, um, seeing what we could come up with for proof that there is another side. And then through all, through all those travels, you kind of got the idea of wouldn't it be kind of fun to have your own haunted location where you could just go and do the research when you want to and also allow others to come in and research and and learn as well and so um, I was able to financially last year uh, be in a position to find such a haunted location there you go (laughs) and um, came across the Boyd house and, and purchased that and started doing a lot of paranormal research on it Oh, that's awesome. See, I, I personally just got into the actual paranormal investing, investigation side of things not all that long ago, this year, 2020. Probably in March is when I started really getting into it. So I'm still learning how all the investigation kind of stuff works. And I've only really done anything inside my personal residence here at my house. I've never even really gone out and investigated uh, places. So to own a haunted place and actually be able to do investigations there is, is really awesome. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's fun, too, because I, I feel like the more, you know, you spend time there, um, the more you get to learn who they are, and I think and then I think they tend to interact with you a little bit more. Um, I actually have had um, an EVP from another team member. I think it was probably maybe the second or third team that had come in, and they had actually got an EVP as they were kind of coming in, getting set up and rolling of uh, – it sounded like a man to me that said, where's Jill? So I think they were uh, just kind of wondering what the heck uh, oh, was wow. going on, and <laughs> we're looking for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's kind of funny you say that. My very first experience with a spirit box ever, before I even really believed in that kind of stuff, uh, the first thing that popped up was Ben. Like, oh, crap. That, that- Somebody knows my name, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so That's awesome. So uh, where is the Boyd House located? Um, it's actually uh, in Boyd, Minnesota, which is uh, about 100 and I think it's 135 or 45 miles southwest of the Twin Cities, um, and we're also about like an hour from Brookings, South Dakota. Uh, so it's a really, really small town of about 150 people, um, kind of just plopped out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, awesome! That makes it even like that's a better environment when you're in the middle of nowhere. You're already kind of on edge, so it makes it even better, in my opinion. Right, right. <laughs> right, awesome. So tell me a little bit about the uh, the history of, of the Boyd House. Um, I know you said you bought it last year. So like what, how many how many spirits are in there do you know of? And like what caused the spirits to, to hang out there, do you think? 
Um, well, we're still kind of learning some of the, like, the background history of the house. Um, we do know it was built in 1901, but our deed goes back to 1884. And then the land was kind of owned by the St. Louis-Minneapolis Railroad. Um, and actually the first guy who was entrusted with the land committed suicide. Um, I don't know where we, he committed suicide, if it was, they, I couldn't find it because I was back in the 1800s. So um, just the suicide was I found. Um, and then a lot of the town founders of the town actually owned parts of the land and they parceled it off until eventually it was sold to um, Mr. Fred Eckert, who was a town founder. And he was also one of the first owners of the house. And he was the just, justice of the peace. And he also um, owned quite a few businesses, the hardware store in town. Um, they used to, he was the only one with a telephone back in the day. So if there was a fire, they would call him and he would run up and ring the fire bell so the fire department could come. Oh, wow. Um, and he actually passed away in the house. And we have been getting a lot of different, uh, like EVPs, confirmations on a spirit box that he that we're getting the name Fred. Um, so we tend to think he's still in the house. Um, so then we know we have children in the house too. We've gotten um, different names, children laughing. They've been seen. Um, and then we don't really know. We, I, I do know of two deaths for sure in the house, but they were natural causes. Um, and then we also know that Fred's wife had, I believe, four children that passed away in infancy oh, and wow. i'm assuming that happened at the home oh yeah um so we we do we do know of some deaths at the house but then we have a lot of names that have no correlation with anything on the deed um we get the name henry a lot and there is nowhere that i can find that name um so i don't know if, the, if they're just attracted because the railroad is actually just basically a hop skip and a jump from our property so when the train goes by you can actually see it um so it we used to be right um big right on the edge of town our house is right on the edge of town if you were thinking back in the 18 1900s when this huge booming town um we're just like right up from where the um what do you call it, the train station would be we were right, there was a livery stable across the street from us back in the day, and it's also located, like, right on the edge of the New Dakota Reservation line. Um, and I did find that they did have a bunch of them back in the 1800s freeze to death because um, it was so cold one year back in 1800. Um, so there's just a lot of history back there. And just if we look at the pictures, it looks like a lot of Wild Wild West stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a, a lot of deaths and, and shootouts and thing, all kinds of things that, you know, they never recorded very good stuff back then. Oh, I'm sure. And it's interesting, too, to me that it's, you know, by a railroad. Um, for, like, the more I get into this kind of stuff, the more I, like, I see railroad tracks and, like, railroad towns seem to be pretty haunted from, like, you know, back in the 18 or early 1900s. I did an episode not too long ago about the Moonville Tunnel here in Ohio. And uh, I went there back in, I mean, it's probably been a decade now or so that I, I was there. But all that's left was called Moonville, and all that's left is a big train tunnel and some, like, pillars. And there's all kinds of uh, paranormal activity going on in that location. So um, there's definitely something going on. I mean, just the history there, I guess, it kind of keeps that activity going. And I know you mentioned that, you know, there's a Henry in that spirit box. 
that has nothing to do with that house. You know, I tend to believe that if a spirit wants to communicate, it's going to go to where he can, whether he's from that house or not. So it's pretty interesting that they're all coming to you in that house. You know, the the residents and the non-residents, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that, um, you know, we, we definitely have our resident spirits that are there because a lot of times they'll get the same EVPs, um, and not the same EVPs, but the same voice uh, of an EVP. And um, But then other times I think, like you say, we have travelers that they, you know, with, with the energy, with the tracks, and, and, you know, they're like, oh, somebody's running a spirit box. I, I got something to say, <laughs> you know, and so right. they kind of get drawn to like a beacon into the home, especially with the energy that's being created at the house. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, I know you've lived there, or you owned it for about a year now. Have you ever actually, like, lived in the house, or did you just kind of uh, keep up with it and do tours and that kind of stuff? Uh, no, I don't I, do, I don't live in the house. Um, as much as I love uh, paranormal investigating and stuff, I do not want to live in one. But we do go down quite frequently because we do have to, um, you know, to maintain the property, and, and such. So when we're there, we're doing a lot of work. Uh, but but when I am there, I also I'm usually having voice recorders running. I got things running even though I'm just working. Right. And uh, I spent a lot of time talking to the spirits, especially when we bought it, because you know they were kind of like my very first spirit box comment I got, and this was when I was actually um, doing a mini investigation before I purchased the home. I ran a spirit box, and there was a woman that said, "Who are you?" So it was all kind of weird and new to them. So I spent a lot of time, you know, discussing and talking about about things. And, and I had got EVPs of, like, be quiet, I'm trying to sleep. So they, they kind of got sick of me rambling on sometimes. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, I just uh, spent a lot of time. And I think it gets more personable, um, you know, that way. I think we the more the time that I do spend down there, um, I'm getting more and more interaction. Um, my husband actually saw um, a young girl one of the very last times we were down there because we were just busy working all day. But, um, you know, we still interact while we're working. Right. That's cool. So, like, do you think while you're there, you're, like, becoming friends with the ghost? They're, be, they're becoming familiar with you, so they just kind of do their own thing? Like, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they do. Um, I've been, like, when we first bought the house, we were getting some interaction and then things kind of started to die down and and I had um, got one of those REM pod spares um, that would go off and I had put him in the room and I kind of explained to the kids I was like hey I'm getting kind of sad you guys haven't been doing anything lately and you know I'll leave you more toys and people start bringing you toys but you got to let me know that you're here and you just got to touch this bear just let me know and then you know, later after I left the room, the darn bear went off for like two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, so they let me know. And then, um, actually just recently, um, because I, 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 we are doing renovations on the house and I'm, I'm trying to bring it back to the 1900s. Um, so I'm always interacting with, you know, Hey, what do you guys, what do you think you want this color? You know, I try try to let them make picks, you know, that's right. That's awesome. Um, we were um, in the, I, I had decided to set up a poker game in the basement. And so I had gotten all these coins from the 18, 1900s and then a big gold coin. And, you know, I kept shuffling and I was, you know, put a REM pod on the middle of the table. And I said, here, it's five cards, bud. 
aces are wild and and then I kind of left and then that REM pod kept going off from like 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. like not constantly but it would go and of course you know being scientific so I changed the battery that wasn't the problem even though it was a brand new battery to start with sure. then I changed the pitch of the REM pod and it still went off and then I went and got a different REM pod altogether and it still continued to go off um but the whole thing, too, during the time is I had one particular card that I had pulled to the side and put it at the edge of the table. And it wasn't hanging over the edge of the table. just It was just right at the edge. And the whole night I kept saying, if you guys could please just push this one card off, I would so appreciate it. It means so much to me. And then um, that night at midnight, they pushed it off the table. <laughs> wow. So. That's awesome. Uh, so one question here for you. I know you mentioned you're doing like renovations. Uh, one thing I've learned too, listening to other podcasts and and kind of doing investigation stuff here, is I've learned that people have experienced or uh, make negative experiences when renovating a house. I hear that you know if you if there's a building that's notoriously haunted of spirits who live there or had a connection with that place, and once somebody starts converting it like into a hotel or or whatever. It could make the spirits more active because of you know change in the environment around them. Have you experienced that at all? Uh, yeah, I, I think things are, are ramping up a little bit with our renovations. Um, we actually had, we we have one spirit. She's kind of cranky a lot, and she sounds like she smoked like a hundred packs of cigarettes. Oh, nice. So she's very she's very raspy. So we get her quite often, and it's usually negative comments. Uh, like we were in the middle of ripping off the old wallpaper, and we got like a EVP of like that's it. Like she was really mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine like if you're like changing like your grandma's house and she doesn't like it, kind of like that. Nope. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, you cut off for a nope. second. There. Awesome. Yep. Sorry about that. For some reason, I'm that's it's messing. It's not. It's kind of messing up a little bit, but it comes back apparently. I'm not sure what's going on, <laughs> but that's all right. Also, um, just so you know, I have my. Uh, K2 EMF meter sitting here next to me. Um, I always have it on when I'm doing a show just to see if anything comes up because I, I have experience with just talking about the paranormal can make things happen. And uh, right when you were talking about um, the wallpaper, it just lit right up and then the sound cut out. Don't know if that means anything to you or not, but <laughs> just just a heads up. Maybe she's trying to still say she's mad about that. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> It's just a little real. I went to the like from green to red just for that segment, and then once the sound came back on, it went back to green. So, whatever. Awesome. So, I know you have uh, teams come out. Do you do like uh, teams, like investigations all year round in the house, or how does that work? Yeah, we, uh, we allow any paranormal group to come in to do private o overnight paranormal investigations. Um, so if people are interested, they can just uh, contact us and, and we can get, get a date set up for that. And I let them come in from 3 o'clock in the afternoon until noon the next day, and they're just there by themselves. And uh, they have pretty much free reign to do any type of investigating that they'd like to do. And hope that they share some of the evidence because a lot of we've gotten a lot of really good evidence collected from a lot of awesome teams that have been out there. I believe that. I mean, if you, you've owned the place for over a year, and if you have multiple teams come out, I mean, you have to capture <laughs> all kinds of awesome stuff. Um, so in this past year, what are some of, like, the uh, more more memorable stories of, I guess, of their investigations or from your personal investigations? Has anything, like, uh, 
gone real crazy or just something that's super evident like any anything like that uh i think well one of the really cool pieces of footage that uh somebody has shown me um it was uh, a team called nops n-o-p-s it's like northern outer paranormal i don't want to screw it up but it's just nops <laughs> and you can find that uh video actually on our facebook page but they had set up some equipment and it was um, in our living room kind of facing into the kitchen so you were getting the kitchen doorway and you actually seen like two full-size shadow figures run across through the kitchen um, and you could like totally see like the head and their shoulders so it's a complete outline of a person like a shadow person oh wow and i have had other people tell me too that they have um seen shadow people running through the kitchen and uh, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, maybe it's headlights, things like that, because I like to, to break things down and make sure that it's, um, you know, it's really paranormal. It's not something created by the outside. Yeah, absolutely. But I know how the house is situated, um, so there's actually no way that any headlights or anything could hit the windows at that angle to create the, the way that those those uh, shadow figures were running. Um, so that, that, was, that was some really cool proof. Um, evidence to me on that and which was really cool to see and then I think the other one that really stood out was another team that had the SLS cameras and we do, like I said we do have children in the home and they had gotten like it was just like the total little stick figure standing by the piano and then they had asked it to go sit in the chair and it actually walked over and sat in the chair and in the chair, they had a K2 meter and a REM pod, and it continued to go off while that stick figure sat in the chair. They asked it to wave at him, and it waved at him. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a really super cool piece of footage to see. That is really cool. And uh, so, well, that's one of those things. Like, I like to act like I'm brave in these kind of situations. You know, I've been doing this podcast for a few months now, and I've been to pretty haunted places like Waverly Hills near Louisville and, like, you know, the Ohio State Reformatory and that kind of stuff. But I'm pretty sure if a uh, – if something waved to me, I'd probably freak out a little bit. I, I can't lie. Um, <laughs> I have seen shadow people in Waverly Hills, and that was creepy enough in a room with, like, 20 people. So, like, in a very smaller venue, I would probably, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've only seen one shadow person, not at Boyd House. I was at a different bar that I investigated. I'd, I'd seen that. Um, so that was kind of creepy. And then... Um, funny with the SLS we were actually at the uh, Hartford County Jail over in Indiana and we had had set set up the the SLS cam and I was you know it was kind of down the hallway and then there's nothing but all these jail cells behind me and we were kind of like talking and and demoing like oh this is how it works and they kept telling me Jill go step farther back and I'm like you keep making me go in the dark by myself I don't like this and I kept going farther and farther back towards the cells and then I could see the screen up from the SLI camera that they had. And all of a sudden, they seen a stick figure pop out of one of the jail cells behind me, and I just bolted. <laughs> I just ran. <laughs> I I'm bet. like, <laughs> Especially in a jail, you're not sure what kind of spirit that is. You know, if it was an inmate, if it was a guard, <laughs> that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. So I know you said you've been in a paranormal investigator for, for over 10 years. What places have you visited and what kind of investigations have you done at those kind of places oh my gosh we've been every at pretty much well i should say everywhere but um yeah we've we've done like waverly waverly asylum um, the peoria asylum which fortunately is now turned down or torn down 
Um, Thornhaven Manor, Whispers Estate, Bobby Mackey's, Villisca, uh, Edinburgh Manor, which is one of my favorites. Um, gosh, there's just so many different. Um, the Man, uh, not Randolph Infirmary. That one's that one's a really good place too. Oh wow! But we've been we've been to a lot of places. No, that's awesome. And so here's a question I try to ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, in your you know in your opinion, you've been doing this for a long time now. Um, what do you think? Um, makes a place haunted or what keeps the spirits at those locations do you think uh you know i think it really depends on on what place you're talking you know and and different histories um we're not i think with all our our stuff i I think everybody can kind of come to the conclusion we don't really know right (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i it's hard to say like why some spirits stay why some spirits go um, are others stuck? You know, I think these are things that we're trying to figure out, and I think we have really good theories on them. Um, so I think it's just kind of, just kind of a mystery right now for everything. Nope, absolutely. And that's just one of those things I like to like. I like to ask, you know, why things happen because that's how my, you know, I just go to a place. I'm like, well, why is this place haunted? And in, with places like Waverly, you can really tell when there, there's so much negative energy there. Um, you know, that's possibly uh, some, you know, that can create that kind of environment, I guess. Um, in other places, if it was a happy environment, that's where they go to, the spirits go to, because that's where they were at their happiest in their life, where they want to be, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yes, yeah, I just feel like, you know, energy is a big part of that, if that makes sense, in my opinion. I just think it's interesting to talk about. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Absolutely. And then you mentioned that the uh, SLS cam, uh, for those who aren't familiar, what, what does an LS, SLS cam uh, mean or stand for? Um, you know what? Actually, I'm not that savvy on that. Oh, fair <laughs> I enough. just know it makes little stick figure people. So. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so that's cool. I was looking to get like a, an infrared camera uh, to you know to do investigations and that kind of stuff. According to the internet, those are good to like show different temps and that kind of stuff. I guess I'm not all that technical either. Yeah, we use we use a lot of the the infrared camcorders, and um, we've had the. Spectrum, but I didn't. I didn't like the full spectrum very much. So we pretty much just use the infrared camcorders right now for filming. No, oh, fair enough. All right, awesome. So Boyd, Minnesota. Yeah, Boyd, Minnesota is where this house is. And uh, so before you bought it, were you familiar with this house at all, or how did you come to the conclusion to buy it, or how did you hear about it? Like, what's the story there? Uh, well, actually, you know, I was just looking for a haunted location. So you would just, I would just go on the MLS and just type in like what price range I was looking for and what year and then if I, I'd kind of scroll through and if I'd get a feel for the house I'd, I'd want to go take a look at it um, there was just something about this particular house that just kind of kept calling to me like I, I I like almost became obsessed with looking at photos of this house <laughs> honestly <laughs> that's awesome and and um, then I, I had went down there and, and did the mini investigation and, and got some some responses and that because uh, the REM pod went off within eight minutes of me being there and we had a couple of good um, spare boxes, you know, and, it, and it's hard. Like, what can you get when you're there for like an hour? You know, you got to you got to kind of get what you get. Right. And then so there's a actually a um, psychic medium that I have worked with before that I really trust and had asked her what her thoughts were. And she had told me that there were six spirits living in the house. And, and now that I have been there and own it we're kind of really confirming that that there for sure is the six um that she said there's a boy and a girl there you know probably around eight nine ten 
Um, and, and we do get a lot of that um, information. And then um, she said that there's two women and a man. And, and we sure have proven that with the different keys that we've gotten. So, But what I thought was really interesting, which I didn't think about it at the time when she said it, but when I look back on it now, she told me the very first time that I sleep in that house, I'm going to hear the man come in through the back door because he likes to garden. He comes in through the back door. Hmm. So I hadn't even bought the house yet. So how she knew I was going to <laughs> actually do that. So the, the very first night was all kind of, you know, I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what, when I'm going to hear what, what's going to happen. You know, I was kind of really looking forward to it and just um, kind of randomly. And it was it probably, it was around evening time. I don't know the exact time. But I had the basement door closed, and I was walking by it, and all of a sudden there was like a bam, bam, bam on the back of that door, and it was shook so hard. And, of course, you know, I wasn't anticipating it, so I jumped like 10 feet in the air. <laughs> um, but then I went back, and I opened the door, and I checked, and there's no wind flow. There's nothing that would have made the door rattle back and forth. And plus, it, it wasn't just a rattle. It was like somebody's fist pounding on that door. So I thought that was kind of kind of pretty cool that she had said that and that had happened for me. Oh, absolutely. That is really cool. Uh, my wife is kind of like that. She can come in and, and say things like, you know, for example, we had a, we were doing a little session the other night and she claimed or she, I mean, she knew that, you know, we were talking to this spirit, his name was this and here's why he's here. I mean, just all gut feeling, I guess that would make her kind of like a medium. We've talked about that before on, on previous episodes, but it's always awesome when, when, you know, that's proven if that makes sense. And they, they say that people don't believe in that kind of stuff. And then they say it and then what they say happens and it's just boom, proven. <laughs> it's a great feeling, I guess. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. All right, cool. So is there anything else that you want to uh, say about the Boyd house before we wrap it up? Um, let's see. I just, if I, like I said, anybody wants to come and do an overnight investigation, just get a hold of us because you won't, be disappointed. I mean, you do have quiet nights, obviously. Um, I've been I've been to uh, places where it's, you go and you don't get anything for the whole night, but you might get an EVP. So, but for the most part, if you're looking for um, something to happen, uh, as far as any any objects being moved or getting voices or equipment interaction, uh, this is a pretty hot spot to come and play. That's awesome. Just a heads up, my wife and I may do that. We've been uh, thinking about going around the country and, uh, you know, for paranormal paranormal investigations and checking out uh, known places and not known places, you know, do both. And so I know we both have always wanted to go to Minnesota. So that might be in our future coming going forward. Just a heads up. <laughs> so you may hear from me again. We'd love to have you out. Be fun. Awesome. So again, check out uh, Jill. Shelly on Facebook at the Boyd House LLC and her website at com, and uh, definitely check out her house. I read about it online. It's very interesting. I've seen pictures. I've heard some of the EVP that's on there and it's definitely a, a pretty badass looking place and I'm excited to go see it in person so I'm probably going to. Alrighty. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and, and wrap it up. I really appreciate you being on the show again and I'd love to have you back sometime and hear more, more about your experiences. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, give us a, a whole summer's worth, and we'll have a lot more stuff going down. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I bet. And real quick, I mean, just out of curiosity, has the uh, the this current pandemic affected your business at all up there, or how has that worked for you? Um, you know, everybody who had April get rescheduled to a little bit later, and then now I think people are just picking back up just more because you're okay to travel, right? Um, and be, be with people, and you're at the house by yourself. So you're, you're people. That so, makes sense. That's good. Uh, it's, it's 
really picking up a lot more now. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I've been seeing on Facebook a lot of places like this have lost a lot of business, and it's just always sad to see that, especially in a field that you're really interested in, and it's just a lot of fun, especially now that it's getting nicer out and you know people want to be outside and, and doing things that they're interested in. So awesome. Well, I mean, again, I appreciate you being on this show, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, and so that was Jill Shelley, again, from St. Croix Paranormal. Again, huge thanks for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. I always love hearing about uh, haunted houses and that kind of stuff, and it's really cool to talk to somebody who actually owns a haunted house and, and you know puts on tours and that kind of stuff. So I mean that when I say the name I want to get out there. I really do want to go out there and check it out. That's one of our goals going forward is to kind of go across the country and, and you know do – live podcast episodes in some of these locations and also do investigations, like paranormal investigations in some of these places. And also just hang out, check it out. I like history stuff. You know, I love going through old, old buildings and, and old towns and, and stuff like that. So definitely on my to-do list going forward. All right, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap up episode 14 of Paranormal Activities. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm, again, I'm very excited to be going to my hometown of St. Mary's this weekend and getting ready to do that big episode. I'm hoping that pans out, and if it all goes well in St. Mary's, I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of start doing episodes like that in multiple small towns in Ohio and maybe even eventually branching out from there and uh, keep that going. It just depends how successful that is, so hopefully everything goes well. Um, if you guys are into professional wrestling, be sure to check out my other podcast, Regularly Scheduled Hostilities. We have pretty big news possibly coming up this week, so so stay on the social media for that, or if you listen to this show after Wednesday or Thursday, you already have seen it. Um, but yeah, check that out. Check out my buddy Josh. He's the host, uh, co-host of RSH. He has his own show called The Deboard Room, if you like sports, and that's always live on social media, on the Facebook page, and, and on all everything alleverythingentertainment.com. Man, I've been doing podcasting for a few years now. You think I actually talk into a microphone, but apparently I cannot. So yeah, so be sure to check out all of those shows. Uh, check out all all everything all everything entertainment.com. Jesus Christ. And uh, again, if you have any questions, concerns, uh, send me an email at paranormalactspodcast.com. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, all the social media. Again, find me on all of the podcasting platforms. And let's just keep learning together.